Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy, and you can always reach me at Chef Bry Comedy or simply by searching Surviving Empathy Podcast. And today I have my lovely co-host, Rebecca Russell, and today we're gonna, we're calling this show a show about nothing because that is uh, what they called Seinfeld, and you're going to start seeing uh, that today was an unscripted, unrehearsed, Freeform uh, venting, ranting, crying session about all our problems because darn it, at the end of the day, we're all people and uh, we're all struggling and life is real and it can feel very real and it can get discouraging. And so I want you guys to see that despite all of our planning, sometimes things don't always go as planned. Um, you're going to find this episode to be an interesting one, I, I assure you. But uh, yeah. Uh, it was a good ep- episode, and it was a therapeutic time for me and my wife, and uh, we want to share this with you because we want you guys to see that, you know, we're all dealing with the same uh, feelings as you guys. We all are struggling. This is not about uh, who's better or who's not. This is about we're all people, man. We're all struggling. And so I hope you guys get something from this. Uh, grab yourself a blanket. Grab yourself some hot cocoa, get settled in, and let's begin. Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell, and today, ladies and gentlemen, I have my co-host, you know her, you love her, the store gave her another day off, I can't believe it, it's Rebecca Russell. Hi, I'm here. (laughs) So you guys, I'm going to come correct. I'm coming correct. Um, Today, I had to spend uh, like another two hours talking to Dell about my fucking computer. (laughs) And so I'll I'll update you about that. But yeah, today's uh, episode, if there is a topic at all, uh, I think the topic is is, um, how do we uh, maintain our kindness how do we maintain our uh, goodness? How do we not let our hypersensitivity manifest as anxiety? And um, frankly, for me, you know, I've taught you guys about blocking. I've taught you guys about grounding and the importance of ritual, doing certain things to um, physically uh, do the thing that helps your brain make things seem more real. It kind of grounds you it's a grounding technique uh that and and there's a i can't remember the word now but uh there's a um term uh remember that term that we had on the last episode Uh, somata somata therapy uh somata therapy is a is a therapy where if you have trauma from the past um a therapist will um have you go back to that incident and they won't have you relive the experience, but they'll have you relive the feelings of it. And then they'll start asking probing questions, not about the incident itself, but about your feelings toward it. And what that is called is called somatotherapy. And so that's what today's episode is. It's a kind of somatotherapy, but I have a few grievances I want to talk about. And I have a few things I want to get off my chest. And uh, I kind of wanted to make this whole episode really just about, um, uh, talking about uh, what happens um, when we're not feeling quite so um, uh, empathetic, 
you know, because yeah, the world is a fucking nut job. And, you know, today I, I was on the phone with Dell, as you guys may know, um, I've been trying to get an exchange of my computer. If, if any of you guys know, half of my season last season sounded like shit because the, this Dell computer wasn't processing my sound correctly. And so I was going through all this troubleshooting. Finally, they came to the conclusion because I forced them to that this was a, um, <clears throat> a bad computer that we needed to ex- exchange it. And so I waited three months for an exchange. It never happened. Finally, uh, they said, well, cause the first time it, it went into production and then it got kicked out of production. And instead of telling me then they put it back in production thinking that there was like a missing part or something. Cause that's usually what it is. They put it back in production again. And when it got kicked back a second time, that ate up about three months, two and a half months. They finally were like, Oh, okay. Um, we don't make that computer anymore. So we're going to give you the option of a new computer. And I was like, okay, fantastic. And he's like, and I recommend this one because it's very close in specs to the one that you want. And uh, it's a very popular model. Well, lo and behold, ladies and gentlemen, I'm supposed to have my computer by the 22nd and it hasn't even entered production yet. And so I called them and I knew it's a bad idea. Don't fucking call Dell, but I have no choice because they have my money and they have my computer. And so I called uh, customer care. They kicked me over to technical support because they're the ones handling my exchange. And then I talked to them. I could barely hear them because it's a call center. And so every time I talked, their microphone would pick up all the background chatter. And I couldn't hear a fucking word. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And so finally, I was like, well, if you can't make with the computer, then make with my money back, you know. And um so they're like, well, if you want your refund, you'll have to call customer care again. I'm like, well, I just talked to them. He's like, well, you'll have to, he transfers me over and then I get over to them. And then I talk to a lady and she can't help. She's just giving me more apologies and more lip service. And she gives me to a manager and then she um, does the same thing as they always tell me, which is apologies. And then they tell you that there was a missing part. And then it went back into production. I was like, I've already heard all this with the last computer. Why is it still having problems? And so uh, to make a long story short, um, I said, well, can I have my money back? And she's like, no, because the 30 days has passed uh, that you purchased. You didn't purchase this within 30 days. I said, yes, because you've been stringing me along for four months, you know. And so then um, I said, well, if I'm going to have to hire a fucking lawyer, then that's just what I'll do. And she's like, well, let me tell you, you know, and then finally it was like, you almost coerce them into telling the truth because all they do is lie to you because they, you know what I think it is? Not only do they hate their job, they hate white people. They hate us. They think we're all like the, they, they watch our television. They see our movies and they think we're all the same. It's like, dude, we're not that way. We're nice. The only reason why I'm being mean to you is because you've been stringing me along for four fucking months. Or broke asses and couldn't afford it in the first place. Yeah, and so I'm paying interest on a computer I don't yeah. even have right now. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, so long story short, that got me thinking about some things, and that's why we're here recording because we wanted this episode to just be a free form fuck it all. And um, <clears throat> you know, because the thing is, is that when you're an empath, when you're an introvert like my wife, when you're both. When you're a good person, a nice person, we often feel like um, we're not allowed to, um, to to talk smack. We're not allowed to 
vent. We're not allowed to say mean things. We're, we're held to a higher standard as empaths. You know what I mean? And so that's why, like when I had my episode a few days ago where I was just ranting and I was negative, I felt the need to tell you guys like, no, I'm not being hateful. I'm just getting this stuff off my chest because it's something that we all have to do. And so I'm, I'm like, do what I do because at the end of the day, you know, I've never in my life, um, never ever have I ever dealt with more, um, uh, just societal dysfunction, societal apathy, um, red tape, um, bullshit and lies, uh, shallowness, plasticness, fakeness, phoniness. And so it just got me thinking. And so, you know, cause like the old days, my grandfather, if he was alive today to hear people bitch and moan like the pussies they are dealing with their mental health woes, when did we all become so fragile? You know, because there's a difference between being sensitive and being weak and being just spoiled. Like, get over yourself for one fucking day, would you? You know, because I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, we all have days where we have to get it off our chest, where we have to have a cry. We all have days. So I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying, though, that when the um, rubber meets the road, where do we draw the line between self-care and suck it up, princess? You know what I'm saying? Because we we as sensitive people, we want people to respect our boundaries. We want people to be kind to us. We want to be kind to others. That's That's what it's all about. But because we live in this imperfect world, we're living in the real world full of Trump supporters and sociopaths and morons and drug addicts and creeps and weirdos and... I mean, you talk about those creepers coming in, like literal guys who are just coming in, tweaking, looking to get laid or looking to creep on women. How fucking gross is that? It's disgusting. Yeah. And so we live, we live in this really big world that's fucking bonkers, you guys. And that's the thing. Like, it's easy to judge me on a podcast. Oh, well, I thought you were an empath. I didn't realize you were going to be rude or mean. It's like, no, of course I'm... <laughs> We're human. We have to allow ourselves to to get things off our chest. And that's what it's all about. Because every single day, whether you know it or or whether you're conscious of of it or not, you are bottling stuff up. You are burying all these um, grievances. You're burying guilt. You're burying anger. You're burying frustration. And so that's what this episode is about, is let's just put it all on the table and put I'm sticking my dick in the mashed potatoes if it's going to be that kind of party. You know, no, but this is going to be one of those just balls out. Just be yourself. Get it all off your chest. And so I'm handing it over to you. Is there anything in particular that's really grinding your gears today? Everything. (laughs) I've been listening to you with that phone call just made me. I'm cranky as fuck right now. (laughs) Yeah. Everything is pissing me off. I hear you, man. I hear you. Right now, there's nothing that's not pissing me off. (laughs) Right? Yeah. No, I get it, you know. And so that's the thing is, like, I wanted to record um, not when we're feeling perfect, not when we're feeling well-rested. I wanted you guys to catch me real, seriously real. And so that's what this is about is that, yes, 
In an ideal world, empaths would uh, have free reign to express themselves, to be creative, to have good jobs, to for people to respect their boundaries, for people to um, understand that they have to introvertize, they have to center, they have to um, spend days self-caring because the world's just getting to be too much. <clears throat> but how much of that is being an empath and how much of that is just dealing with bonkers? Because the truth is, is like, as, as long as I can remember, and like I just was telling you guys, I come from like the 70s, man. I've been around, like I should have been dead already probably. Like here I am still, booyah, bitches, I'm still alive. But how um, how are we, um, I, because I think what it is is we're becoming more sensitive as people and we're becoming more refined and we're probably becoming more sophisticated, but at the end of the day, um, how do we drop all that sensitivity to arrive at a place of having fun, uh, letting ourselves out, letting ourselves out of the bottle, let the genie out of the bottle to really um, have fun? Because I think we're just all, we're so afraid of coloring outside of the lines, and especially as a podcaster, I'm like, oh well. I feel like I have this responsibility for toward my audience of giving them real advice, uh, meaningful advice. And then on days where I'm just like angry and frustrated, I'm like, I'm going to be worthless to these people, you know? And so I feel like it's like this episode is all about letting people understand that um, the world is bonkers sometimes. And there's going to be times where you're going to want to cry. There's going to be times where you want to kick things. There's going to be times where you just want to tear down everything, break everything, you know, and that is perfectly normal. The difference is, is that we don't break stuff. We just, we get, we have to get it out in some way. And so that's what this episode's about for me is just, you know, cause I'm not really angry today. I, I actually feel okay, but I just feel like we needed to, set the record straight that hypersensitive people empaths um you're allowed to to get upset you're allowed to get angry you're even allowed to talk back and talk shit and so that's you know kind of where we're going with this and i have a, a setup here i'm going to set up in a second but i just wanted to let you have the microphone for a couple of minutes and just no no you're not feeling it huh all right. Well, I was going to give her the mic and, and get some grievances off her chest, but apparently she's not having it. Um, but uh, so um, the other day I was thinking about something specific, um, you know, because like I'm always trying to give you guys my upbringing and my values. And then I always go off on a tangent. And I go, oh, I forgot to say this. And oh, I forgot to say that. And oh, I forgot to make my point here. And I forgot to make my point there. And so. You guys have to understand that these episodes um, have a tendency to meander sometimes, but I always have things written so that I don't meander too far. And I don't have that today. I don't have my safety net. <laughs> We're, we might be meandering. Um, but what I wanted to say is um, <clears throat> when I was a kid, uh, my mom uh, would go out with her friend who was also a coworker. His name was Steve, and they're the best of friends. And uh, he eventually became a lawyer and blah, blah, blah. But when they, when I was just a kid, I was raised with those two sort of as my idols, as my, you know, adult influences. And while my mom has always been a good person, she raised me great. She has good values. 
at the end of the day, um, they were shit talkers, man, you know, (laughs) especially Steve, like, and like they would go out Friday night and then I would hear like them talk smack about this person or that person. And I think in our culture, we think we find that to be meanness, you know, because so so that's the way they were. And then I and then the, the TV show Seinfeld came out. And the show was basically about these four, quote unquote, horrible people who um, talk about people behind their back a lot. Well, I didn't know that 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 they were horrible people. I just thought they were good people who were talking shit about weird people. Right. Like, I didn't think there was anything weird about it. So I had to, like, ask myself, is it bad or wrong to make fun of people? I mean, not to their face, of course, but I mean, when you're talking Mm -hmm. shit, you know, and that's what I do on here on the podcast. I talk shit. I I talk shit about this guy. I talk shit about that person. And I've talked tons of shit, but it's never done out of disrespect. It's done out of um, getting shit off your chest and feeling better. Well, because life is so fucking weird and people can be so fucking weird. And while we all can be weird, I'm sure somebody has a story about me being weird too, but at the end of the day, I try to be myself. I try to be consistent. Every episode from season one, episode one to now, I'm the same person. There's a through line there of moral consistency, intellectual consistency, and staying virtually on topic of whatever the subject is for that day. Um, But so, so growing up with my, you know, dad, not around my grandfather, um, he was an appliance repairman. He was always off doing service calls. My grandma was home to babysit me, but she was, you know, she was watching Oprah and Phil Donahue and all that, you know, and she was the secretary for my grandfather. And, and so it's not that I had, was a latchkey kid, except I was when we lived on our own. But when I was living with my grandparents, um, I was raised with values, but I also was raised, um, sensitivity wasn't at the forefront of the way I was raised. And it wasn't because they were insensitive. They were just like, my grandpa was just a meat and potatoes guy. He didn't cry over shit. Nothing upset him. Nothing frustrated him. And uh, he, that's why I talk about him being my Obi-Wan Kenobi because he is virtually um, unshakable. You cannot get this man to crack. You know, I've never seen him angry. Not really. Um, And so I kind of, Think about why is it that he gets um, he doesn't get angry at things, even if he should, you know, and what I've the conclusion I've come to is that he um, he just doesn't he just loves his creature comforts. He does his job. He gets up every morning. He does his job um, and he has his hunting and he has his rifles and he has his uh, smelting kit and he has his, uh, you know, workshop where he saws on shit and builds shit and does this and does that. And he was just a man in his work shed, you know, and by gum, that is a, we're not like that anymore. Like I don't even have a work shed. Like <laughs> I can't fix. Well, that's not true. I, can, I was gonna say I can't fix shit, but I can't virtually, I, I mean, I can help out in, you know, little stuff and I can build walls and little things like that. But like, he was at a, just a whole different level, not only in terms of what he could do, but also, um, his ability to handle life uh, without feeling frustrated, you know, I mean, he got frustrated, but he, like my grandma, complete opposite. Like my grandma fucking, Oh, she lost her shit. I remember this one time 
she, we ordered this pizza uh, at this place called Nardoni's and, and we went down there. It was on uh, the Bay second street is, and we went down and my grandma went in to pick it up and she, um, she dropped it and I was watching her. Like I was at the car watching my grandma and um, she dropped it and you could see the whole pizza flip out of the box and onto the dirt. She was so pissed that she grabbed the fucking pizza and went, put it back in the box and ran back in and sat down and just was like stewing. I'm like, are we going to exchange that? <laughs> She's like, just drive the fucking car, you know, to my mom, you know, and I was like, holy shit. And I was like, wait, 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 I'll go in and I'll tell them what happened. And so I went inside and they exchanged the pizza. But, um, my point is, is that my grandma was a really gentle and kind person. I believe she was an empath. And, um, you know, cause she, she spent her older years by herself reading, uh, in her bedroom. Uh, she really didn't want much to do with the world, you know, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was an introvert, you know, like you, I think that's how I recognize your soul. Cause she's very, you're very much yeah. like my grandmother in that way. But, but my point is, is that, um, I, I look at people like kittens. You have a basket of kittens, right? And some kittens are like wandering around and some kittens are getting into trouble and mischief and some kittens are shy and some kittens are, uh, you know, awkward and some kittens are very aggressive and assertive and others are quite um, just, you know, they're the runt, they're the shy one. And, and that got me thinking about people is that we're all inherently born with certain traits and it's up to us to decide whether we want those traits to work for us or against us. You know, so at the end of the day, like <clears throat> I was a very sensitive child um, and I didn't realize then what it, being an empath was. I just assumed I, you know, I was just sensitive, you know, and it didn't exist in the 70s. no, <laughs> nothing, psychology, nothing existed, you know. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I, um, I got to thinking about how I came out of my shell. You know, I started playing soccer and then, um, by my third year in soccer, my coach said, Hey, Brian, I want you to be, um, goalie. So I started working my way towards being a full-time goalie where I was the backup goalie because our goalie broke his leg. And so I would get kicked in the face and it hurt and, I've had several concussions. So if you're wondering, yeah, that's probably what's wrong with me. But my point simply is, is that I went through a process as a child and then later as a teen and then later as a, an adult where I maintained my sensitivity, um, but I was able to come out of my shell and become sort of a better version of myself. You know, I, I got stronger, I got tougher, I got funnier, I got I just didn't pay quite as much attention to all that sensitivity, even though it was still there. And that's what I'm trying to say, because you guys, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a professional. So when I'm giving you guys advice as an empath, I have a hard time telling you guys to just snap out of it. Like, how do you tell people your mental health woes are created inside of yourself and you need sometimes to understand the difference between needing therapy and just needing to snap out of it. Because that's what my grandpa would have said. He would just just stop thinking about it. Quit being a bitch and just go have fun, right? And I know that is hyper, 
oversimplifying it, you know, because some of us have real traumas. I have a, a touch of PTSD. We all have very real trauma. So don't think I'm telling you guys that, that we should forget about those things that we should, I'm not trying to ridicule and I'm not trying to um, say that the, those things aren't there, but, but the old school mentalities were just, God, you're such a little bitch. Just grow up. Just snap out of it, you know? And so I'm trying to teach people as empaths that where do you draw the line between um, having very valid woes mentally and simply not allowing yourself to grow, you know? Like yeah. like our friend – Yeah, because like our friend Robin, you know, she's a great gal and I have nothing uh, against her whatsoever, but like – a part of me believes that she just wants to stay miserable forever. Um, but I like the part that she's very open about her depression and anxiety because that's what I am. And everybody thinks that I'm like crazy for it, but it's like, no, I go through spells where I'm just really down and out. And then I'll talk about what's frustrating me in that moment. And then when it goes away, it kind of naturally kind of goes away on its own. Then you start getting that, that excitement for life again and then everybody thinks like I'm bipolar because now I'm happy again. It's like, no, it's just, that's life, man. So I don't know. Um, but, but getting back to uh, Seinfeld, I grew up watching my mom and Steve like poke fun at weird people. And I don't mean weird in a good way. Like mm-hmm. we all love delightfully weird. Um, but just like, you know, like the old ladies that, 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 you know, with the saggy titties at the club and wearing the fucking like <laughs> wearing like a cheetah skin, like mini skirt. And they would just kind of like, oh, my God, look at that. Oh, my God. You know, it was just one of those things where they would make fun of people for being tone deaf of their own awareness, their own self-awareness. And so they weren't making fun of we're not talking about making fun of people because they're different race We're not talking about making fun of people because they're women. We're not talking about making fun of people because of who or what they are or because they're overweight or something. No, 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 no. I just mean making fun of ridiculous people who just lack self-awareness. And so you'll see like the old lady at the club who's like trying too hard and she gets three sheets of the wind and then starts like, you know, grinding on you and stuff. You're like, oh my God, what the hell? So I'm just talking about like, they taught me to have a sense of humor <clears throat> about, you know, the human condition, you know? And so, um, so when Seinfeld came on, I never saw them as bad people. I just saw them as, you know, people who talked about other people. Right. And then I heard it explained after the show was over that they were bad people. I'm like, they weren't bad people. They were just people mocking how the absurdity of life. You know, and so that's what I try to do here is I'm not mocking people for real. Like if you're overweight or you have real mental health concerns, yes, those are valid. And why? And like my friend Craig would say, and he's a Trump supporter. So, you know, this is good advice in the sense that he says you never make fun of people's biggest problem. If they're overweight, you call them slim or skinny. You don't you don't mock them for being fat. If somebody is, you know, got some pronounced feature, you don't mock that feature. You, you know, and so in other words, um, you make fun of things that is safe to make fun of. You don't make fun of their obvious flaws. You make fun of 
how silly they're lesser flaws. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and you do it in a light nature where you're just you're just ha- poking a little fun. It's a healthy ribbing between in private between two individuals. And so that's what my mom and Steve would do is they would just kind of rib on people behind their back, but not in a mean spirited way, just in a way of, Oh my God, you know, like, look at this, you know, or this guy thinks he's like, you know, like a guy would come in in a members only jacket and he's balding and he'd try to hook up with 20 year old, 22 year old girls. You're like, Oh my God, look at this guy. You know, the old guy at the club, you know. And so all I'm saying is that life is absurd. Life is silly. Um, And we get so caught up in our own problems and our own feelings. It's It's like a river of emotional goo. And it's like quicksand that we get caught in it some days. And I too, me too, you know. And so, you know, that's what I love about nostalgia is that not only does it take me back to childhood, which allows me to um, deconstruct who I am, um, but then it allows me to arrive. Um, it's it's therapeutic. It's therapeutic. And that's what I, my last episode was about is think about the old days. <clears throat> think about yourself as a child. Think about yourself as a teenager and then think about yourself now and how you've changed, but also how you've stayed the same, you know? Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you're, it's you're you're surveying life and you're surveying the times and how the times have changed and how we as society has changed to arrive at a place of um, either acceptance or comfort uh, in the fact that life is incredibly um, flawed. You know, we you know, you hear me talk about injustice and inequality a lot. <clears throat> and while it will make you crazy, sometimes it's all a matter of. You know, that's why I like the Big Lebowski so much, because every time something bad happens, they're just like, fuck it, dude, let's go bowling, (laughs) you know, and that's the absurdity of life. It's it's accentuating the absurdity of life. And I was raised to have a sense of humor about the absurdity of life. And that's why I want to be a comedian. Um, But then sometimes I find like myself going, why am I becoming the um the online self-help guru. I never signed up for this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I do it because I like it, but I also don't want to get pigeon held in a certain um, place where you guys forget that I'm not just doing this to help empaths. Yes. But I'm helping it also to get myself out there so I can write books, so I can do comedy albums, so I can get back to the club comedy clubs. And so I can make a name for myself and while that sounds awful and horrible, I'm trying to do it in the nicest possible way so that I can help people too. And I think that's what this episode is all about. If anything, it's about how do you carry all these burdens of guilt, of shame, of trauma, of grief, and then somehow turn it around into something where you still feel like you have power and control over your emotions not only uh, to become happier, but to kind of um, come out of your shell and feel truly empowered. Because I think we're all being held back by trauma. And, um, and, and it's not about mocking people or making light of their trauma. It's about making fun of ourselves to be able to be self-deprecating and laugh at ourselves, so that we get through our emotional turmoil. That's what it's all about, you guys. You know, I feel like this is helping you. 
I'm on the verge of tears right now. I can see that. I, You're tearing. I don't know why, but... Tell me. I Talk. don't know. It's okay. I, I, <clears throat> no, I'm not okay right now, and I don't know why. I know. That's what this is for. <laughs> okay, hold on, you guys. We're going to pause for a second. We'll be right back. Okay, folks. Sorry about that. Uh, that's the beauty of uh, live... Uh, podcasting and live radio and live television is that real life gets uh, sometimes uh, has a tendency to rear itself in the strangest times. And, um, <clears throat> you know, that's the portion of the reality show where the uh, main person goes in the corner and loses their shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad it happened because, you know, I, I, we took a few minutes off. Um, I allowed her to, to kind of get it out a little bit and, uh, we kind of recomposed and talked for a few minutes. And um, see, that's the thing, you guys, is that everybody is battling a struggle. Um, everybody's fighting uh, the storm, you know. And uh, this is kind of what happens when you're strong for too long, is that you go to, you get up, you go to work every day, and um, you're just grinding away. And what Rebecca was telling me is that you know, is that it just feels insurmountable that life, there's just not going to be any breakthroughs. There's never going to be any financial or emotional breakthroughs because we're dealing with a world now that is so uncaring and unfeeling that you just feel like you're just every day grinding away for nothing. And, um, yeah, I feel like that's that too sometimes, you know, for the for me in the podcast, I genuinely care about my audience. I genuinely care to put out thoughtful content. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not a monkey and I'm not a wealthy person. And so I deal with podcasting where here I am literally going up against people like Joe Rogan who have all the money in the world and all the fame. And you know, the truth is is like um like I like Bailey Sarian, for example. I think she's a great up and comer. She's this YouTuber who has this murder makeup mystery Mondays, and she's a great funny person. She's self deprecating. She's smart. She tells these uh, true crime stories in a way that are very real, but also very funny too. And she's very sort of self deprecating, and I like that because I'm that way, you know. Um, but the thing that I got to thinking about is like. Would she have made it if she didn't look the way she does? You know, like she has the big full lips. She has the beautiful hair. You know, she has the big boobies. And it just, you know, I'm, I, I'm hoping to God as an wow. atheist, that's worth a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to the universe that she's making it because of her personality, not because of her tatas, you know, because of her full lips, because of her beauty. And while she is a beautiful person, what I like about her isn't her physical beauty. It's her sense of humor. She cracks me the fuck up. And I'm, you know, she's way younger than me. And so for a, a gal like her who's completely uh, too young to have experienced all the bullshit I've been through, to, to somehow relate to a girl like that, a I'm sorry, a woman like that, she look feels like a girl to me, you know, I'm 150. Um, but she's, you know, it got, it starts to make you wonder whether or not people are succeeding in this life for the right reasons. 
you know, is Joe Rogan succeeding because he's a great podcaster or is he succeeding because he's muscular and because he fills this slot in our public shallow zeitgeist of being, you know, he, he's the, he's the Gwyneth Paltrow. That's what I heard the other day. He's the Gwyneth Paltrow of men for men, you know, <laughs> he's probably got penis scented candles, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's real life. You guys, we are not faking this. This is real shit, you know? And, um, it's just one of those things where, um, the grind, uh, you, every day you're having to bottle up your frustration bottle up your emotions um and then especially like you know my, for my wife here she's you know she's got all these worries and concerns and all these hopes and dreams and sometimes they feel like they're never going to come to fruition because the world is so goddamn sociopathic now and it pisses me the fuck off and and so you get bottled up and then you don't you know here you are trying to come off like this um wise and uh, intelligent and helpful and kind soul but all you want to do is go outside and kick a tree you know and so i just want to ask huh not a tree i love trees okay (laughs) it's like rocket (laughs) you're making me kick grass (laughs) um but how how you doing babe okay (laughs) yeah yeah it's just like you said that was just it was a letdown yeah and i just well, yeah, it, it, it builds up and builds up and builds up and it has nowhere else to go. And then when you're overly tired or you finally get a day off or you can finally break from that everyday uh, norm, uh, gives you a day to sort of have to get it off your chest and either, you know, like that was what I was saying. It's like girls tend to cry it out. Guys oftentimes have to get mad and yell it out. You know, people think depression's one thing. Um, disappointment is one thing, but oftentimes men are, are just as gentle and sensitive as women, but oftentimes, um, their sadness and frustration is, um, manifest as anger. And so it's hard to feel for somebody who's angry because in our society, there's so many angry white men out there that oftentimes just the sheer, uh, seeing of some, of some white male angry um, harkens to these um, Trump supporters and these uh, angry sociopaths with their guns and their violent rhetoric. And so like, I think that's what's so frustrating about being a male is that I don't want to be compared to them. I don't want to be put in the same league as those people. And I want to be able to get things off my chest in a way where we're allowed to be angry it's like black people not allowed to be uh, angry because then they'll, they're going to be the stereotypical angry black man or angry black woman. And it's like, no, fuck that. Like, we're allowed to get angry, goddammit. And what, you know, just because there's a bunch of white people, white males out there trying to um, exploit their um, dominance over people doesn't mean that there aren't good, regular people out there, regardless of race, regardless of gender, who um, feel like they can't get it off their chest because they'll end up uh, turning off somebody or they're afraid that they'll get in trouble or they're afraid that um, that our society just doesn't care anymore. And so that's the thing, you guys, is that this is real fucking life, man. We could die 
And there are times where I feel like I could actually die, you know, like whether that's just, you know, having a bad day or feeling physically unwell or physically feeling emotionally unwell. Um, yeah, just, this is real life, you guys unscripted. And, um, I want you guys to see that, uh, regular people, uh, deal with this at the weirdest of times, you know, like my, you know, Rebecca, once upon a time, she asked me, why is it every time there's like a special day you go and ruin it? You know, cause that you remember back in the beginning, uh, it would be a birthday or it'd be a Christmas or something. And I would get in a really bad mood and I would ruin the whole fucking day. And I started to ask myself, why is that? And I think what it is, is um, special days remind, remind me of special people and special people remind me of loss. And then that loss reminds me of, of injustice and inequality. And so you get all fucking pissed off and butthurt. And then um, if you are sad and you want to hug, but nobody wants to hug you because everybody's scared of you because you're, you're showing outward anger rather than sadness. And that's the thing is that, you know, sadness manifests in so many different ways. I'm pissed off and it's manifesting as me not being able to stop crying. Yeah. I'm pissed off about everything right now. Yeah. And that's okay, you know, because life is unfair. And that's that's the through line of this season so far is that I've had a very difficult time um, trying to be there for my audience and try to be um, my truest self uh, because I'm afraid that if I have an off day, um, they're going to think I'm not worthy and if you look at me and see my physical appearance isn't what you want it to be, uh, then it somehow invalidates my credibility or my greatness as a uh, podcaster. It's like, well, I mean, I'm an okay looking guy, but I don't get a big head about it. I don't think about it very much. I'm very much inside of my own head. I'm all about stuff, facts, emotions, things. I don't care about how I come off physically. And then I'll take a, a selfie after a run or something. And I, I feel so weird sharing my physical looks with my audience because I'm afraid I'm going to let them down. It's like, fuck it, man. This is what I look like. We're descended from monkeys, you guys. Sorry if I look a little monkeyish, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, this is real life. And um, I just, I wish we um, had a society uh, that would just start getting playing along, you know, like I want, you know, that's why I get frustrated is I get impatient. I'm like, what if I don't make it not because I don't put out good content, but because I don't meet some beauty or image uh, standard, you know, because like, I think there's a lot of people out there who um, they say they are not into that shallowness, but that at the end of the day, they might even be cognizant of the fact that they like someone because secretly they want to fuck them or secretly they're attracted to them. And, and so I just wish we could as a society, because I feel like, you know, that was, I was talking to my mom the other day about, um, I was like, you know, the, the, every time I feel like we get through something as a, as a country, um, a new batch of assholes crop up and we have to deal with it again. For, for example, um, when Clinton was president, you know, things were starting to feel less racist. Things were starting to feel more functional. And I felt like, 
we were finally evolving as a society a little bit. <clears throat> and then, um, and now look where we're at. Uh, the times well, are. shows you that it was there all along. And now yeah. And feeling comfortable coming out under the rocks again. Well, and, and the thing of it is, is that I, I truly believe that, um, that for every person out there making a big deal and, you know, the squeaky wheel out there, the Kyle Rittenhouses, uh, the right wing blowhards, uh, the fucking assholes and sociopaths that you deal with every day. We all are starting to feel oppressed by them. And because we are creative, sensitive people, um, we we allow them to steal our joy. And so that's kind of what I feel like is happening right now is that we're we're being outnumbered by the assholes out there, or at least that's how it feels at the time. Right. And so then you feel like you're never going to make any headway in life because um, everything that you've seen informs your belief that life is just not fair, that it's not right, that nothing's ever good going to come from anything. And I, I, I know that there is some truth to that. Like I truly believe that, YouTubers more likely than not make it because of their attractiveness than their actual quality of content. And that is so unfortunate, but I do think it's also their content, you know, so being beautiful and just sitting there obviously can't do it. But I think the reason why people do bet as good as they do is because um, for whatever reason, people look up to attractive people more and that gives them uh, more leeway than, than someone who's maybe not as attractive. And so if a good looking guy comes up to you and says, Hey, you want to have a drink and blah, blah, blah. If he's attractive and you're interested, then you're like, yeah, but if you're attractive to him and, and you're not, but you're not in the mood, you're like, ah, maybe next time. Um, but it flatters you. If it was some ugly guy, you would call him a creeper. You know what I mean? So we give a lot more leeway, and a lot more credit, sometimes undeserved, to people who are perhaps more, uh, not necessarily attractive, but people who are more extroverted, people who are more uh, outspoken, people who are more assertive. We just automatically, excuse me, guys, let me turn that down. That was a rookie mistake. But <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a slow learner. Um <laughs> But I feel like, yeah, that our society gives more leeway and credit to attractiveness, to tall people, to uh, fit people. And, you know, and that got me thinking about social media. Um, you know, like here I am putting out a show, trying to pour my heart out for my audience so that they get something good for, for this. And then I go on uh, social media and I see people that have like 16, 17,000 followers and they're, they're not selling anything except for themselves. And, and while I get a small dopamine rush when people like my content, I really don't care that much about it. I just do it for fun. Right. And so it got me thinking about all these people on social media who are, um, just addicted to, I think they, because I think everybody wants validity and everybody wants to have a say and everybody wants to be heard. And I think that's valid. 
But then there's so much shallowness on Instagram. There's so much sexuality. There's so much um, where I feel like our society is um, genuinely uh, rewarding, awful, shallow behavior and, and not rewarding people, the good hard work. You know, why is it that we put all these actors up on a pedestal all the while there's like scientists out there doing really awesome shit and we don't even know their names. And so I just, you know, obviously we're going to know a Chris Hemsworth more than we know a, a Dr. Phillips from, you know, Boston or whatever. But what can we do? You think, do you think to, to battle the inherent injustice and, and inequality, uh, not just in the job front, but in social media, but, but as, as, as a whole. Don't know. Just talking about catering to the beautiful people, or like in my work, we cater cater to the assholes because they don't want to wear a mask, and they're going to threaten us. They're going to give us a death threat if we if we ask yeah. to put on a mask. Oh, that. So we cater to them. I call that yeah, and I've or I've we called cater that to the people throwing a fit because they don't like that we don't get a free turkey right because now we don't have there. enough resources to handle that. And in a, in an ideal world, yeah, those people would be dealt with. We would have uh, security handle that, or we'd have police officers handling that. And because there's more of them than there are of us, uh, we just relent and we let the terrorists win. And so, yeah, I, I agree. And it's not even that there's more of them. There's less of them, but they're louder. Right, right. And they're more assholes. And yeah. <clears throat> companies don't want to pay money to actually make sure that their employees are safe. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I know. I just can't be positive. No, that's okay. <laughs> you know, and that scene, that's, that was why I wanted you to come back on because I want this to be real. I want you guys to see that we're not just peddling ourselves to to get famous. We're not just peddling ourselves um, to, to take advantage of, of, of you guys, that this is, we're real people. And the reason why I got into this in the first place is that I felt like um, I love radio and I love making connections with people, but I want them to feel real. I hate fake connections. Like people assume because of my personality that, oh, he must just get along fantastically with people. But sometimes, no, I just, I can't stand some people. But it's not because I'm a bad person or I don't have good values. I have probably better morals and values pound for pound than most people in our society. I, I, I care about real people. I care about the struggle. I care about uh, men and women alike. I care about everybody. I don't. That's why I don't like having to pick on uh, conservative people because I don't want them to feel like they don't have a home here. I absolutely want everybody to feel like they have a home here. But um, we are dealing with very real times where some conservatism has become toxic, where uh, we're letting the loudest, <clears throat> cruelest, meanest amongst us bully their themselves bully our society to the point where we just relent to it you know and that's why i hate talking to dell the way i do because i have to always preface it with i'm not normally this upset but this is incompetence you know mm-hmm. um and so that's why i i, <clears throat> I wrote something uh recently about understanding the difference between um anger and hate because oftentimes anger is justified Whereas hate often isn't, um, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I think that's the problem is we're also um, frustrated that 
the moment we are um, introduced to anger or any form of hate or any form of what we don't want to deal with, and that could be just our friends on social media having a bad day, we don't even offer to give them a virtual hug. We don't even heart them. We just ignore them. We just scroll right past them in indifference. And, you know, they say that um, people nowadays that if you were getting raped, that you would have a better chance of getting people's attention if you yelled fire than if you yelled help or rape. And it goes to show that um, because I don't think we're lacking uh, in morality compared to any other time in our society. I just think that the society as a whole um, is all, we're all so struggling so much that we don't have any extra left over for others, you know? Absolutely. And so the, yeah. So the only difference for, with me and why I'm doing the podcast for you guys is that I wake up and I make sure I have enough extra love for my brothers and sisters out there. And that's what this show is all about is showing you that, yes, I get frustrated. Yes. I get angry. God, life is so fucking mean and rude and cruel and unfair. Um, and I feel the same way that you do. You know, I, I wonder if, if maybe I was younger and better looking that, you know, I wouldn't blow up, you know? Um, I don't think I'm unattractive, but, but I'm, you know, but I, I have, but if, if all people are doing is judging you with their, you know, vaginas and penises rather than their hearts, um, because that's what I think it is. It's like, um, people, uh, we can't help that we're biological animals. We can't help that oftentimes the people that we're comforted by, um, we're comforted by them, not just because they have a gentle heart, uh, but because the there's something about them that doesn't uh, detract or scare us off. And usually that means softer features, more beautiful features. And so unfortunately, if somebody isn't quite as beautiful as somebody else, they have less chances of succeeding. And I find that so fucked. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. You know, you know, they say that taller men succeed better than short men. They say that, you know, it's like the whole black, guys getting arrested versus white guys getting arrested some fucking white guy is a goddamn madman but because he's white and because he has a gun uh they arrest him a, a black kid uh doesn't have a gun and he's fucking murdered and and so like I, i'm watching this kyle rittenhouse trial that fucking judge is so biased it's clear he's a trump supporter it's clear to me like you could not make it more clear. And I remember a time we were talking about this last night. Remember that last night I was like, there was a time in our society that if something, if somebody was caught being openly biased right then and there, social pressure would force that person to step aside, to step down. But here we are. The power of his judgeship is more powerful than the law more powerful than right and wrong, more powerful than all of our collective morality. And I find that so fucked, you guys. And so that's what I'm trying to get to is, you know, right and wrong, uh, doing the right thing. Uh, I know there's a lot of good people out there that want to do the right thing, that are good people. So why is it that the good people, the best of the best amongst us, seem to be doing the worst? You know, 
But anyway, yeah, you know. And and so I wanted to use this as an opportunity to let you guys see that um life is hurtful. Um you know, it's like it's like the old saying is it's I'm not weak, I've just been tough for too long. And I think that's what you're going through. You know, because I'm going through that as well. It's just it feels like the podcast that people um I think there's some people that really get me and they see it and they get it. And that's why I have a handful of like fans. And then there's so many people who were just indifferent where they don't want to take the time to get to know you. They don't want to get to take the time to see what you're all about. If you're not talking about the things that they care about, which is oftentimes shallow society bullshit. Hey, why don't you keep keep knocking that (laughs) some more? (laughs) But if you're not talking about shallow, stupid nonsense, they're like, eh, this guy's boring. Like, I just feel like I feel like I'm just bump, hitting my head against the wall, trying to find that empath tribe, that group of people that are bound by their conscience and not bound by their uh, loins. You know, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. But uh, are you feeling any better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what happens, you guys, is um, life can be incredibly hard for us. Um, uh, We have been through so much, you know, our parents are getting older. We're entering into our older years. We're still dealing with a bad economy with bad pay and bad treatment. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to do something big with my life. And I feel like nobody fucking cares that nobody even listens. And I feel like I'm good at this and I'm providing a a good, uh, uh, thoughtful content. I feel like I'm putting myself out there. I'm, I'm struggling to really keep this as real as possible. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, sometimes you feel like you're, you could just scream into a microphone and nobody would even hear it. And, um, I know there's a handful of people that do and I'm thankful for them, but yeah, sometimes it just, yeah, it feels like, um, life has just become incredibly indifferent to the plight of others. And that's what we're trying to stop is we're trying to get people to realize that, Hey, it takes love and kindness to get love and kindness, that it's a reciprocity that when you put love and kindness into the world, uh, more times than not, that's what you'll get back. And yes, I've received a, a lot of love and kindness through this podcast, but I've also received a lot of hate and, um, it makes you wonder, uh, you know, what's wrong with some people, you know, psychopaths, true sociopaths, you know, but, um, anyways, you guys, my wife is not feeling it. She's all tuckered out now. <laughs> and, um, I'm a mess, y'all. I, I wanted this to be a back and forth, but I don't, I just don't think she's feeling it. And so we're kind of reaching the hour mark, um, I'm going to think very hard about this and decide whether this even goes up. Um, I, do you feel like somebody got something good out of this? Me? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, sure. if there's anything positive that I can say about this, you guys, <clears throat> is that um, when, don't give up. Don't give up and don't let your mental health woes um, 
<clears throat> slow you down. I mean, we, we all take days where we need a day to center. We need a day to recuperate. We need a day to um, scream and yell and get it off our chest. We need a day to cry. Um, that's part of life, you know. <clears throat> and so don't be ashamed to do that. Um, but, yeah, if you guys are feeling alone, if you guys are feeling undervalued, join the club. I'm on all the podcast sites. I'm on Spotify. I'm on uh, Apple. I'm on Google. And uh, some weeks are better than others. But sometimes it's like I only got 50 hits this week. Man, what the fuck, you know? And then you grow impatient. And then I have to remind myself I've been doing this for five months. Five months. Okay. I, I've I've exceeded uh, some podcasts who have been doing it for several years. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not doing this to use you guys. I'm using this as a platform to get you all to understand uh, our culture today, to understand uh, how people are feeling and how regular people can live in times where, yeah, sometimes it feels like all the decks are stacked against you. And um, I don't have all the answers, but I will say, we cannot give up. You cannot do not, you know, because that's what they want. What they want, and when I say they, I mean sociopaths, what they want is for you to shut up. What they want is for you to go quietly into that good night. What they want is to be ruled by their meanness, ruled by their cruelty, ruled by their uh, biases. And so, uh, what this show and what I'm trying to promote is um, that, yes, we I'm not going to agree with Trump supporters all the time. I'm not going to agree with religious people all the time. But I'm not here again to, in service to hurt you. I'm in uh, What I'm in service of is, is the human spirit to get people to understand that we all get mad. We all say, fuck that guy. We all have to get it off our chest and... <clears throat> It should be accepted in our society that human beings feel just fucking awful. You know, that should be the norm. You know, unfortunately, we live in times where we reward people who are already rich. We reward people who are already beautiful. We reward people who um, are already have a surplus of mental health and happiness. And so for the rest of us. We're like, what am I, chopped liver here? You know? And so I'm trying to speak for the people without a voice. I'm trying to show beauty in people who don't feel beautiful. I'm trying to show that that men and women, black and white, it doesn't matter what you got in your shorts. It doesn't matter what you got in your wallet. What matters is kindness. What matters is decency what matters is that we try to uh, grow into a society that's actually bettering itself. And I, yeah, I don't see that. I don't always see that at all. <clears throat> and it's, it's, it's funny how, um, like, I'll hear, like, people talk about Biden and his numbers slipping because the you know, cost of things are going up. It's like, do you all f- have fucking amnesia? Do you remember just what happened six, seven, eight, nine, ten months ago? We had a no. total sociopath as president. They don't. And we, we, they've forgotten already. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like um, 
they people want to be led by strong people, but they don't care whether or not those people are worthy or not. And so I'm trying to be a strong person, but I'm also trying to be worthy. And how do I do that? Well, I'm honest, I'm decent, I'm straightforward, and I'm looking to not use people, but to use people to create coalitions so that we can better people's mental health, so we can better people's um, understanding of the real world, and so that we can build a group of um, like-minded empaths and uh, kind-hearted people who might be a little socially awkward, might be a little shy, might be a little introverted, maybe don't feel as beautiful as they really are. And that's the thing is that we often think that people who act beautiful are beautiful. No, they're just acting beautiful because they're insecure. Whether you buy that or not is up to you. Like some people I'm like, okay, I don't see it, you know? And I see a lot of people um, on social media nowadays all all clamoring for attention. And I don't think that's a bad thing in and of itself. But I guess before this podcast, <clears throat> you know, well, I had my YouTube channel, but I, I was never trying to get famous as an Instagrammer so that it validates my looks or it validates my fitness or it validates uh, my points of view. I'm doing this to promote a podcast. And so it always strikes me weird when I see people out there, just like there's this guy out there and I won't say who he is, but he's got a giant beard and he always, and he's Canadian and he always talks of kindness and being kind and this and this and this. And Hey, I do that too. I'm just a little bit more of a spit fuck than he is. Right. And like, I got to thinking about, it. I was like, what is he selling? Is he selling merch? No. Is he selling a podcast? No. Is he, he's simply selling himself. And there's a lot of people out there who are just, they put as much work in their social media as other people are putting work in their actual business. And this is a business for me. Like part of it is, yes, I legitimately want to help people, but it's also, I want you guys to um, start helping me because I've helped you buy a shirt. You know, I don't have merch yet, but (laughs) you know, when I do, when I, yeah, when I grow big enough. Yeah. And this is, that's what I mean about the long ball game. I want to be an institution 10 years down the road where I've got a thousand episodes and people are like, oh, wow, he's really put in the work. I want people to go back and say he has changed, but he's never changed true to who he really is. And that's why I want my podcast. I want my comedy. I want my book writing all to reflect my real morals and values so that I earn it. I want to earn success. I want to earn popularity. I want to be there for people. Um, but God, man, you see just how shallow it all gets out there and how plastic it gets. And it's just like, it's just a bunch of horny teenagers, man. They just don't have any higher cerebrum. Is it, I mean, am I wrong? Because I, I hate being that guy. I hate being the guy that just like, wow. Are we getting worse as a culture? Are we getting worse as people? Because I don't, I believe there's a, you know, I've worked with young people. Uh, some of them are really smart and good and decent people. And then some man, you know, like those fucking monster twins, you know, they use in the memes where it's like, 
<laughs> they're the this is what happens when you buy you know a, a liquor store uh, condom or, or a liquor store bathroom condom you know but my point is is that you know like i don't mind if people have tattoos i have tattoos i don't mind if people have weird hair i have weird hair you know i don't mind that people are different but it just like what's really baffling to me as a 47 year old is tiktok and TikTok celebrity culture and how everybody's clamoring to be famous. Everybody's clamoring for likes. Everybody's clamoring to be um, uh, held as the best and the most beautiful. And then all these women, yes, you're cute, but I don't want to see your vagina. Put that thing away. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they all assume that just because, you have activated my sexuality. Oh, wow. How hard is it to give a guy a boner? That's like the easiest thing in the world. And yet they are all doing it. It's like, I want to see your mind. I want to see your thoughts. I want to see our society grow into a better, kinder society where we can talk about real issues and we can all, you know, admit, yes, you know, it's okay to have sexuality. That's why I don't shame people with it. But like I said, you guys, at the end of the day, when is this society going to start eating its fucking broccoli? You can't be ignorant about politics. You can't be ignorant about uh, how the world works. You can't be ignorant about everything. And yet these same people are multimillionaires. And I'm sitting here 10 times not only smarter than them and more experienced than them, but I'm actually a nice guy. I'm more worthy. I'm deserving. And those are the things that I was telling you about, about uh, trying to accept an unfair world that it is unfair. There's a guy out there dumber than a brick getting everything he wants out of life just because he's got muscles or just because he's got a big dick or just because he's, he was, you know, he's the son of a, a a famous actor or actress or something like that, you know? And I, you know, I don't hate on that. You know, like I like Jack Osborne, for example, like, so you got famous because of your dad, but you stay famous because you keep doing par- good paranormal work. That's fine. Like, I'm not a hater. I'm not a hateful person. But at the end of the day, I want to see that somebody has something than just big boobs or just a tiny waist. You know, I want to see that people have heart, and goodness and kindness from within, you know. Anyways, yeah. I'm going to shut this shit down. <laughs> My wife has completely gone silent. Uh, do you, you got any final thoughts? Wow, you really ruined my show. You know that. You know you ruined everything, right? I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm joking, you guys. But no, that's the thing. Um, real life, it comes at you. And we have, we're always going to get upset about injustice. We're always going to get upset about our political rivals sabotaging our progress. We're always going to get mad at the mask holes and the squeaky wheels out there who are forcing tyranny because there's not enough money for security. Well, the money's there. They just want to buy another jet. Well, exactly. Exactly. And that that is unfortunate, and that's why we're fighting against systemic injustice and systemic inequality. But we're not doing it uh, for some liberal agenda. We're doing it to better the world because – Conservatives and Trump supporters seek to benefit from these things as well. When you make small P progress, not progressive liberal progress, but progress, just regular progress, 
you'll find that progress, uh, you know, that that liberalism has a, uh, a, you know, that life and reality and truth has a liberal bias. Because why? Because it's about doing the right thing. And doing the right thing is about not lying, about not cheating, about not stealing, and about coming correct. And so that's what this podcast is all about, is coming correct. So not every episode is going to be a winner, and um, but I feel really good that we were able to discuss real matters in a real way. And um, while you didn't say uh, all that much today, Not that's much. O- that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We were having one of those real days. And so, um, you guys, I'm, I'm going to end it right there. Um, but that's what we're all about. Um, we will get back to the ghost stuff. We will get back to the empath stuff. We try to tackle... Uh, life and mental health in a real way and yes if you're if you're having real problems of course we're not here to mock that um but i'm just saying where do we draw the line between toughness and having a sense of humor and just uh hurting yourself because you refuse to grow that you refuse to blossom that you refuse to um to acknowledge the incremental progress in society and in your own personal life and so Rebecca and I, we have been slowly getting better. But yes, we have days where we're like, is there ever going to be justice served in this country for the working, struggling people? Is there going to be mental health um, and people that really come to our aid in a time of crisis? And the truth is, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have to create our own tribe of people to help each other. Because that, that society out there, all those doctors and all those people out there, um, they get paid to help us, but they don't get paid to care. And so we have to become the carers in our society. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to let you guys see that you can poke fun at people and you can be a misanthrope and hate people um, so long as you're not a real hateful person. You know what I'm saying? It's There's a difference. There's a difference between people being rude and cruel uh, because that's who they are. And people poking fun because they're just trying to get things off their chest, you know. So anyway, um, you guys, we got two in the bag. We'll be back next week. Um, I've got more empath stuff coming. I've got more ghost stuff coming. Uh, we've got a bunch of new things we're, that are coming. But we've got, you know, 25 episodes to fill. So they're, they can't all be about ghosts. And they can't all be, a, be about empaths. We've got to do other things. So we got to eat our broccoli from time to time, you guys. Anyways, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can reach us at uh, Chef Bry Comedy or simply search Surviving Empathy Podcast. Um, go over and say hi to Rebecca. Let her know that you care. Um, she puts so much effort into her job and she puts so much effort into being a good person that I want her to understand that people value that. And let's please all try to value each other. Value the goodness from within because that's what matters. Everybody, the reason why social media is going crazy and the reason why our society is going crazy as a whole is because everybody's pining for validation and nobody has the, um, the, the cojones to, 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 to or the security in themselves to be validating other people. See, I'm, I'm an old guy now. I don't care what I look like anymore. I don't care how I come across anymore. I know I'm a good person. I know I'm doing the right things. Um, and so that's all I'm trying to do for you guys is to see that I'm trying to do the right things and that, and that sometimes it just takes an old fuck 
to tell it like it is, you know, like my grandpa, you know, my grandpa's like, where do you draw the line between uh, uh, letting people uh, have their mental health woes and simply learning how to uh, turn the channel? You've got to give yourself a break. You guys, you can't wallow in that uh, quicksand forever. That is a emotional quicksand and depressives and sensitives. We can wallow in that forever if we let ourselves and we don't grow that way. And so it's not about being mean. It's not being about being cruel. It's simply about being able to get things off your chest so that we grow and we get better and we get stronger. Um, and that doesn't mean we're not going to have days where we just get, you know, it's like two steps forward, one step back. That's what progress is incremental. And so our politics is incremental. Our mental health is incremental. Our success and stature in life is incremental. I just hope to the universe, I hope to God that that we're getting, we're turning the society into a kinder, gentler society that doesn't reward people just because of their physical beauty, but rewards people because of the beauty of their heart. That's what it's all about. So thank you guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. We've got a shit ton of new stuff lined up for you. So stay tuned and thank you for watch, listening. Watching. Stay tuned for listening. Uh, thank you, babe, for co-hosting. I'm sorry you're not having a good time. I love you. Anyways, we'll see you next time.